A.K.A. Misty Knight Rider, A.K.A. Full Metal Smack-A-Chick, and welcome to Outlaw Bars, where we talk about everything great and not so great in the world of anime. As always, I have with me... Hey guys, it's Chopay, your perpetually disappointed Nigerian auntie. Hey everyone, it's Tam, A.K.A. Saitama's baby mama. Yes, I like that. Oh my goodness, I just thought of that. That's good, that's good. (laughs) That, that is a good one. But um, first and foremost, I would be remiss if I did not say, I don't know if we're going to let Tam pick movies anymore for Outlaw Views. <laughs> As a matter of fact, let me go ahead and say it right now. Guys, I just need y'all to filter some to me because I want to pick them for the rest of 2017. First I wasn't all, fucking kidding. First I was of serious. all, let me just say, as stressed as you all were, you enjoyed that shit. So what? Okay? I like a lot of stuff that's bad for me, fam. Men, literally, candy. Literally, literally, all I said was, it is not scary. No one it asked me scary. if it was. No, it wasn't. It was not scary. It was just stressful. Stressful does not equate to scary. There was great action. The CGI was fucking phenomenal. Like, everybody had a great time, okay? I have good... You traumatized to- all oh of God. our friends. <laughs> you traumatized everybody. Everybody... There was somebody on the timeline right before we hopped on this that was like, I'm still dealing with yes from last night. But see, it gets, look at the conversation that we are having. Look at how I got the people going. Okay. Okay. That is Listen, Kanye, we're not here for this. We're not here for this. Gosh, you all are dramatic. I'm so thankful that you all tuned in. I'm so grateful and thankful that everyone tuned in with us. And also, I'm so excited and happy that you all liked it because it could have sucked and be stressful, but it didn't. It was just stressful. Okay. And the plot twist and the plot twist at the end. Bitch, I still don't fully understand the plot twist. Like I was talking to my friend Chisholm, who also has seen it. And I'm like, so the stabbing that we see at the very beginning actually happened at the end. No. So what happened is he had died before, but be- and he just he- keeps coming back. Right. He had one. Is that the- what it is? So yeah. So the thing is, um, what is his? What was old boy's name? Kato. 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 Sorry, Kato with the good hair. Um, Kato, um, had died before and had won the and he fought with everybody, but I don't think he had fought in that beginning piece when um. Was it Ray? Is that his name? Whoever Reka's boo was when he died. But he had won the game previously and chosen to be reincarnated and forget. So when you are reincarnated, you have no memory that you have participated in this game before. So he died again and came back, but they just didn't tell him. So they knew who he was. He just had no memory of it because... 
he had his memory wiped and he went back to his brother. So I think he, so I think honestly, I only think I don't, and I'm only going off the movie. I've never read, obviously I don't read manga, so I have never read the manga, but he's only from the way I interpret it from the movie. He, this is his second time dying and then he won. Okay. See, I called that shit when they finally won. I was like, why should it be some fucking loophole where you release yourself and you wind up back in the game any damn way? I called that shit and I'm mad I was right about it. But it was you know, good, though. Your, your recommendation privileges are like, you're on probation. Oh there, there's going to be like a tribunal, like a majority vote, something. We oh have to God. protect the people. We have oh to protect the people from God. you. Not to be rude. Fuck the people. Protect me, bitch. Okay? Seeing some pants. Yes, we need to protect your pay. <laughs> All right. It was like, great. I, I enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. I wish you could have seen me simultaneously tweeting, also being in Chisholm's text messages in all capital, like, fuck you. I want new friends. I hate you guys. <laughs> like, I'm breaking up with you. Y'all think I was kidding. I'm Tam's neighbor. I, could, I was ready to walk to her house if it wasn't so dark outside. Okay. I'm rolling my eyes so hard at the dramatic. Just show up and just be like, hey, Lily, I want to talk to your mom. All right. I... <laughs> Unacceptable. <laughs> Leave my cat out of this. I'm rolling my eyes so hard. You all liked what did what was the other one? I did I choose Appleseed? You guys liked Appleseed and you guys like Berserk. Berserk, yes. I okay, let's, let's do we really want to have the conversation about Berserk? I chose it. So but I wasn't there to to watch it. So I don't know. Oh, oh, Berserk was Berserk was Chopin's doing. I both I of y'all yeah. both I of like y'all Berserk. are both of y'all on punishment. You're both grounded. You're both grounded. <laughs> okay, mom. Right. Okay, right. mommy. Ma'am. <laughs> okay, fine. I'm, you can't see me. I'm stomping up to my room. Whatever. Whatever. Oh, you, yeah. Y'all, oh. I, you, you guys enjoyed the movie, so blah. Whatever. Mm-hmm. <laughs> she read. All right. Actually, this is like a pretty nifty segue to what we were, what we um going to be talking about today. So picture it. You know, you have a popular manga that's a that's adapted into an anime series. And it's a wildly popular anime series. So it's only a matter of time before talk of live action adaptations come about. Now, one of my favorite examples of this is a series called Hanayori Dango, which was a wildly popular um, shoujo um, manga, which was successfully adapted into an anime, which did, which did really well. They had a live action movie, and then the live action drama series came along. There was one done in Taiwan. There was one done in Japan. There was one done in Korea. There was one done in China. However, being the greedy bastards that U.S. media companies are sometimes, they tried their hands at Hanayori Zango and it went nowhere fast. So in light of the recently released Death Note trailer that Netflix is trying to push on us. Girl, bye. Canceled. I think. I figured this would be a good time to kind of have a bit of a talk about what makes a good live action adaptation. And we have to understand that this is a multifaceted issue to try to cover because it's not only, you know, taking a something from the an, from animated to live action and how th- how those things translate. But it's also when you're talking about cross-culturally, especially when it comes to US companies adapting Japanese properties, 
you know, what do we lose? Like what gets lost in translation when you try to bring it over to the US? It's not as if you know they're going to do a live action version and they're going to keep it in Japan and use Japanese directors and Japanese actors. What they're doing is they're taking it, pulling it out of Japan and placing it in Seattle in the case of Death Note. So what do we lose in those regards? And then, you know, with Hani Oridango kind of as the example, why do other people of color adapt it as well and don't get as much flack as when non-people of color make these adaptations? Does that kind of make sense? Yes. Yes. Okay, cool. I, I, I just like vomited a whole lot of stuff right there. But, you know, like what what makes a good adaptation? You know, what series? How about this? What types of series work well for live action adaptations? Because it doesn't work with every genre of series. So I think I think that there are lots of animes that would do really well as live adaptations. The issue is, as you stated, they take they remove the with the exception of maybe animes that are centered in like maybe para like alternate universes you know what i mean but yeah. they re- they remove them from their central location like death note takes place in japan it does not take place in seattle um and that's my issue with a lot of these live adaptations is that they are kind of re reworking excuse me reworking the entire like locale who these people are and be and I think my biggest issues is because I watch my anime primarily subbed so I'm just like these people should be talking Japanese <laughs> these people should be speaking Japanese and they're speaking English it's like when you watch a, a series when you've watched a series dubbed and then you watch it subbed and the voice act the English voice actors are horrible you know what I mean like they just it doesn't match the characters it's just it the nuance is not there and I I just have a big problem with like you it's not like you can't find Japanese actors or people of color actors they exist it's just that you're purposefully trying to market this it, it's like you're not trying to market to everyone you're trying to market to a specific clientele and for me it's like I don't feel included in that because like if I want to like there was a Tokyo Ghoul live action movie that took place in Japan. I would be very, I haven't seen it, but I would be more willing to watch it because the characters are Japanese. Everyone speaks Japanese because the movie, the show, I'm sorry, the show took place in Japan, but I don't want to watch Death Note in Seattle. No, thank you. I also think that like, there's, there's something to be said, like about, like Tam was saying about, um, like trying to appeal to a wider clientele. We all know that that's code for white people, right? But I don't understand why taking something that is a specific art form and transitioning it for white people even needs to occur. Like white people have so many movies that they can watch. There are so many stupid movies that have white people in them. Just like turn on your Netflix or Amazon or literally anything. There is no need to... It's like someone taking, like if you guys are familiar with like Bollywood movies... It's like, um, if you've never seen one, The Three Idiots is one of my favorite Bollywood movies. It's like taking one of those and then saying, you know what? This doesn't appeal to enough people. So we're going to make every single character white. We're going to set it in, you know, fucking Utah or something like that. And we're going to change 
all of the core things that make this movie, makes this genre what it is. What is the point? Like you're swagger jacking and then you're ruining it. It's it's like the worst kind of treatment to do to a movie. Like just like leave the shit alone. But here's something that you, you make a good point. You know, when you say, you know, you have you can fire up your Netflix or your Amazon and see it. In this day and age, when you can watch anime, you can watch Japanese and Korean dramas, you can watch Bollywood movies in real time with, do you really need to remake them for these audiences? I was like, if I'm a Death Note fan, then I've already seen the, I've already seen the anime. I've seen the live action movies. I've seen the live action drama because I have access to these things. Yeah. So I don't, I don't need these right now. I'm like, it's, it would have been different if we were talking like the eighties or the nineties, even the early two thousands, you know, when streaming really hadn't gotten that big yet. I was like, but in 2017, it's not, I don't feel that it's even necessary to go through all that when I can go to the source and watch it. I'm like, to me, it just comes off as greed and just trying to milk the fandom because these they're, cause they're grabbing projects that have really large fandoms like Death Note has a ridiculously large fandom. Let's not forget that the latest Death Note live action drama series is only about a year old and people were still watching it. So 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 these are lucrative fandoms that they're that they're diving into. Like when you look at Ghost in the Shell, I was like, Toonami can re-air it right now. And we will all sit the fuck down and watch it as if we've never seen it before. Yeah, I just find it unnecessary and I also find it very lazy. It just see it just comes off as extremely lazy to me. Um, because I'd rather see maybe something inspired by Death Note rather than you read you're just repackaging it and redoing it in middle America. I don't want to see that. I want to see something new. I want to see something original. Like, yeah, shout out to you for recognizing people love Death Note. But to me, um, you know, I, I never finished Death Note, but just with any anime period, it just doesn't come off as authentic and it doesn't come off as genuine. Um, and I would just, I will pass. I, I mean, the Death Note thing, I might just hate watch just cause and just talk shit about it. But I might, I'm not like super excited to see it just like Ghost in the Shell. I don't give a fuck about that shit. Like, I don't want to see Scarlett Johansson being a Japanese woman. No, thank you. I'm I'm just not interested. It's like if you are trying to get people into these shows, like maybe this is their gateway into watching the anime. Maybe I could understand, but I'm like there are too many of us. Like there're just too many of us who already know that this shit exists and what it should be like for you to market it and make it this way. That's what makes me upset. It's like there're too many too many anime fans like cross culturally like not even just white people but like across the board there are a lot of people of color that enjoy anime there are too many of us that watch it and enjoy anime for you to be this fucking lazy to repackage it in this way it just feels extremely lazy to me yeah it's it's insulting and like even like even if we were to say that oh this is going to be someone's gateway into anime i have no idea why a live action bastardization of something would be the thing that gets you into anime. It seems like nonsensical. It's like if someone is like, well, I'm going to start eating like instant ramen to get really acquainted with like Japanese ramen. 
Like you are hustling backwards. You start with the original and then you decide you want to downgrade. You don't start with a downgrade and then be like, all right, I'm totally ready for something that's actually like fucking worthwhile. Like I'm really excited for the Full Metal Alchemist live action, but that is because first of all, I fucking love Full Metal Alchemist, but they're actually like using like Japanese people. So there's a certain level of care that is being taken with it. But you don't need like Death Note with some white guy in Seattle. That's literally any uh, like that. That could be like any movie. It could be Portlandia. It could be anything like white people love to kill. You don't need an anime where some guy is like writing names in a notebook. Like there are real life news stories of that shit happening. Like you don't need it. You don't need to make it Death Note for that to be like a thing. It, it just seems like a waste of time and money. Yeah. And a lot of the, a lot of the premises in an anime, they don't really translate well once you put a white person, if for our white listeners, I apologize if you feel away, but it's, it is what it is. Power dynamics are what they are. When you put a white person in that role, like going back to, to light and death note, I'm like, he's killing with impunity because he has this death note. White people do that every day. When you look at Hana, when you look at Hana what you have is a social caste system based on what the parents do for a living. So you have these four, like four flower boys, like these four princes of society, because their parents are high powered CD, CEOs and government officials and like extremely rich. I was like, but you get that type of behavior from like middle class white boys every day. <laughs> So like when you try to tra- when you try to bring that over to the US like it doesn't exactly translate because the power dynamics are different once once you add white people to the mix. And also that's a huge fuck you to all of the people of color who watch anime and enjoy it because now you take it from something that is more or less benign, right? So if it's like a power-based caste system but everyone is uh Japanese, right? That's different. But then if you make it everyone white, now all of the people of color who are watching this get to have the added discomfort of being like, oh, we already know that this is how white people behave. So now I have to experience this kind of like, like I have to experience this kind of like racial discomfort in something that I am supposed to enjoy because like, oh, I'm familiar with like fucking, you know, salmon short colored, you know, salmon colored short assholes who treat other people like shit wearing boat shoes and stuff like that. Like, I don't need that in something that is supposed to be enjoyable to me. Like, this is my chill time. It's not like another time where I feel like I have to encounter like racism yet again. I just think it's stupid and I want them to stop, but I know they won't because they like embarrassing themselves. Like it's not, I'm I'm already pretty sure it's not going to be that great. Even though it is a Netflix original, Netflix originals tend to be good. But then, I mean, look at Crouching Tiger, Tiger, Hidden Dragon 2. First of all, I was pissed that whole shit was in English. I was like, excuse me, the first movie was not, it was in freaking Chinese. Why look are you at ma- Coachella Fist. Okay. <laughs> like, hello. Come on, guys. I mean, I didn't even watch Iron Fist because Twitter told me it was bad. And so I was just Same. like, thanks, thanks, guys. You did the work for me this time. But... Um, I'm just saying like they're I want them to stop. They should stop. If you just dig a little deeper and look at the people who actually watch and consume what you're trying to produce, maybe you'd have better results, but they don't they don't care. <laughs> it's just like you don't care. And that's fine. I'm just not gonna watch it. So 
Fuck y'all. Oh, yeah. Another thing, like, to consider is, like, the popularity and, like, age of some of these properties that they're trying to, that they're trying to adapt. Does that play a role into it? Because think, I know we hate to bring it up, but if you look at Dragon Ball Evolution, Dragon Ball in some form, I think we were at maybe Dragon Ball DBZ Kai at this point, was still airing. Like, new episodes were airing when Dragon Ball Evolution was released in theaters. I'm thinking maybe if, if you they had started with something that maybe people really didn't know, maybe that would have worked better. But when you have such a large fan base, there's there's expectations that have to be met. And from what I see, they haven't really met them, at least on the U.S. side. Hell, it's hit and miss when Japan does live action adaptations of their own work. It's hit sure. and miss when Japan does it. Sure, so sure. how the fuck do U.S. companies think that they can do it when Japan doesn't get it right all the time? I just want to know who's in the room making these decisions. I mean, I know who's in the room, but like, what the fuck is the conversation like? Like, yes. <laughs> oh, this I can is- tell you. They were like, oh my God, do you realize that they spent like X billions of dollars on merchandise from this franchise and we want a piece of it. So what we're going to do is we're going to use the same label and we're going to give it to them. But instead of whole milk, we're going to give you skim milk. And skim milk is nasty. Exactly. And that's exactly what they give us. I don't even drink milk, but like, I do know the difference between whole milk and skim milk. All right. You can at least give me 2%. I'll take an, I'll take a 2%, but don't give me skim milk. Come on. That's just rude. Yeah. And I'm like, and then it, and then it gets down to the core of even if, even if by some chance it's a decent adaptation, which I haven't, I haven't seen a decent U.S. adaptation yet. Maybe it'll happen, but it hasn't happened yet. What makes us as fans so reluctant from jump to even consider it? Like as US based fans to consider a US adaptation of one of our favorite anime properties. Cause me, I the farther you get from the source for me, the more I start to side eye you because the more things can go wrong. It's like the more fantastic the premise, the more room for error. And the farther from the source you are, the more likely you are to fuck it up. I just, I don't, like, I see the kind of movies that, like, every single day on the timeline, they are they are finding something new from our childhood to bring back, to potentially ruin. So there is no type of, like, care that goes into it. So if they have no problem ruining, like, fucking Beauty and the Beast, they put Emma Watson in it. And like she looks like a white Obama, okay? Like she got a okay, real. That doll was tragic, but she got a real strong face. And I'm like, so they didn't have any problem, like basically just like knocking over our dreams in something like that I hold dear, like Disney properties, like. And they didn't even have the sense to do what I would consider a good job. Like, don't at me if you loved it. Whatever, I'm so happy for you. But if those kinds of things can happen regularly reboots of shit that doesn't need to be rebooted all the time i cannot trust your judgment just like tam is saying who the fuck is in the room who sat down and said yes this is a good idea i think this is great um we're gonna do the worst possible job we're gonna pretend like this is you know this is an ideal situation and we know a bunch of these dum-dums are going to pay to see it no fuck out of here i'm not going to see it i don't want to see it there's too much we say it all the time there's too much good shit to be watching to like fill my time with this garbage and I won't do it. 
I just want, I'm just going to go back and say, stop being lazy, please. Please. Please stop being lazy. I feel like that's the bottom line. (laughs) It's just like, stop fucking. The fact that people on YouTube can make like fan, like live action situations that are better than shit that actual big movie houses put out is sad. Okay. Dude, there's so much great content that is anime based on YouTube, even with non people of color, but still pay homage proper properly to the anime that they're, you know, inspired by. And the fact that again, big movie houses are still putting out shitty shit. Fuck y'all. Y'all are, I'm just convinced you are just lazy trying to get money. And the, the thing is time after time it bombs. Like, the Dragon all the Dragon Ball movies suck. And not be, and I'm not just saying that because it's Dragon Ball Z and like fuck that shit, but they dead ass suck. They're not good. <laughs> no, they're like yeah. e- I've never seen like I I think I saw like maybe one of the first ones that came out, but anyone that I know that has seen like the subsequent ones all tell me they suck. They're not good. And so I for the life of me, I can't even and they don't make that much money to even warrant them to be like continued being made so it's just like y'all are just lazy and greasy like ah it's like are you do you need rent money so you're just gonna put out a movie like it's just i'm so confused because they're not good they're trash <laughs> like they're they're literally trash yeah we should be allowed to say that like we should it's like we're not being haters we should be able to no. say like honestly like this is garbage what you did was garbage but when it comes to these properties especially when when we can see that you know it's hot garbage on a platter the only thing that I could ever recommend is don't hate watch, like don't hate stream, you know, don't, don't buy a ticket to snark at it because a hate watch, a hate, a hate view, a hate stream is still a view. Like at the end of the day, like their accountant isn't going to know that half of you guys watched it ironically so that you could lampoon it. That's not going to matter. All that's going to matter is the number of people that went to see it, the number of dollars that it made. And if you give your dollars to a project that you know is subpar, to a project that you know that is insulting to women, to people of color, a project that completely disregards the source material that shits on the original culture and you sit there and fucking watch it or buy that ticket for so you can say oh but i can talk shit about it because i actually watched it no i can give you a critical analysis of why it shouldn't have happened so i'm not gonna fucking sit through it i'm not gonna give you my coins i'm not gonna give you my views because to do that just encourages them to keep doing this bullshit that's true and that is the black bottom line now granted I I will go I will circle back to Iron Fist on this one. I watched it, but the only reason I watched it is I know that down the pike people want to get um Daughters of the Dragon. They want to get that live action series. And if Iron Fist bombs with Colleen Wing as one of the main characters, she may not get that series. And what I want to see is a woman of color in a leading role. So I sucked it up knowing that it was garbage. And granted, when Netflix got the numbers, they spun that shit wild out of control and they didn't see all the fucking horrible ass reviews it got. But nonetheless, I knew that I was feeding the machine because I wanted to get something later. I'm not feeding the machine that is Ghost in the Shell. I'm not feeding the machine that is Death Note because those are two projects that I patently do not agree with. I mean, I'm not going to fucking tell you to watch it. So don't worry. 
And I think that we have riled ourselves up enough <laughs> with this live action adaptation conversation. Outlaws, if you have any series that you saw that had a really great live action adaptation, it doesn't have to be from the US, but if you've seen one out of Japan, out of Korea, Taiwan, China, India, let us know because I'm always looking for a good live action adaptation to watch. And if there is a property that you think should get the live action treatment that has been overlooked, let us know that too. You know how to find us on Twitter at Outlaw Bars Pod, and you can also email it to us, and the address is outlawbars at bambros.com. Hey, this is Deadly Diva, and you're listening to Outlaw Bars, presented by Fanbro Show. Make sure you subscribe to us on SoundCloud, iTunes, Stitcher, and Google Play. Now it's time for Notice Me Senpai, where we answer the questions that you, our listeners, have for us. We only have a few for today. This is some pretty great questions. So the first one comes from Mr. T. Steph on Twitter. Hello, sir. Welcome back. And his question is, if you had to recast a sitcom with anime characters, what would it be and what characters? This was hard for me and I actually don't have an answer for it but to flip it if I had an anime that I think would be a cool sitcom I would choose Devil is a Part-Timer y'all know that's like oh my god I would watch the fuck out of that shit yeah like if they did did like a live action sitcom I think that could has the potential to be done really well because it has a good mix of like, it would be like a dramedy because there's a good mix of like serious stuff, but the jokes in it were really funny. Um, so I would definitely watch a live action um, Devil is a Part-Timer if they made that into a sitcom. Sorry, that does not answer your question, but I really couldn't think of anybody. <laughs> I couldn't. Yeah, I, had a, I had a hard time and I had to cheat because it wasn't technically a sitcom. Um have you guys ever seen the sci-fi version of The Wizard of Oz with Zoe Yes, Kate? Tin Man? Yes. Now, <clears throat> that shit was so good. Like So good. I love that. It was dark, but not enough to give me nightmares. And it had like, it had some goofy moments. It had like magic and shit. I was like, this would be perfect as an anime. Like you get... Um, you know, you get like some like really heartwarming parts where she's like trying to save her sister. And then you get the fact that she's like the, the, the sister, the younger one or whatever, or the older one. I don't know. One of them is possessed by like a witch and all this other kind of stuff. I was like, oh, this would make a really good anime. Like it had a lot of the elements that I enjoy in anime that I like. And I was like, okay, I could do it like that. But most of the actual t- regular TV that I watch are comedies and they don't really translate that well into anime so yeah definitely that tin man oz uh sci-fi remake i'd like to see that as an anime okay um i actually answered the question straight as was written okay so i've been watching a lot of naruto lately all right um (laughs) so i was thinking of like a friends type show like redoing friends but with the naruto cast so you have like like in the guy's apartment, you have like Naruto, you have Shikamaru, you have Sai, and you would have 
uh, we'll bring in Choji for a comic comic effect. And in the girls' apartment, you would have Hinata, you would have Ino, you would have Timari, and you would have Sakura simply because Sasuke's not there, so she would be the she would be um the spinster of the group. So that's how it would work out for me. And only because like I've been binging Naruto all weekend long. So um hope we answered your question to your liking. We tried at least. We did our very give best. Good old, give it the great good old college try. <laughs> <laughs> so um our next question is from a Stephanie who is um our Outlaw Views GIF goddess. Hey yes. Bill. So um her here she goes. Hi guys. So my question is what are the anime that you consider to be avoided at all costs? Either due to the feelings they incurred or because they were garbage and you wish you could get your life hours back, but you still consider them something every anime watcher has to see, even though it's garbage. Similar to the Akira situation where everyone says watch it, you hate it, but you still keep telling other people to watch it because it's important in the anime culture. One of those, you got to see it once and suffer with the rest of us types of series. And then she has a lighter follow-up question, which is, which, what is your favorite weapon in anime? So who wants to lead off on a series that we consider hot garbage, but you got to watch it for the culture? None. I would never. I don't have you, one of those. I would, I would never, never make you all. You. I would never make you suffer for the culture, okay? If anything, I want you to enjoy anime to uplift the culture. I'm not here to make you right. suffer. That's just mean right and so i'm not gonna bring up akira but i'm gonna bring up akira just like you might like no 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 <laughs> i'm just got over that um, i know i'm just i'm just saying i would <laughs> never recommend akira for the culture that's all i'm gonna say about it so i don't have an answer for that my favorite weapon um so <sighs> hell's oh my god my boy, um, oh my God, I can't think of the anime, and I, I think I mentioned it on our like spooky anime, um, the one with Alucard, the Helsing, vampire, Helsing, um, his assistant, and she had this mean ass sniper gun, like bitch was just nasty with the sniper rifle, it me, cause I'm shady and I just want to catch you from afar real quick. That's my favorite anime weapon. Okay, um, well I'm gonna hop in. I also am not going to make you suffer for the culture. Um, I won't ask you to sacrifice any of your time in order to be a part of a group. This is more or less a loving group. This isn't like, we don't like jump people in to anime. It's not, it's not a gang in that way. Um, even shit that I don't particularly enjoy, it doesn't mean that someone else might not like it. Uh, so sorry, girl, I don't have an answer. But as far as weapons... So, Morgiana from Magi. <clears throat> Ooh. Yes. Yeah. Her leg chains. My nigga. Now, like, the entire arc of people and their household items in Magi made me incredibly emotional. But just the fact that she was able to take something that was a sign of her bondage, a sign of her old life, and basically turn it into something that was now for her protection that she used to protect the people of her new family... I was like, not only is that amazing, she could definitely kill the fuck out of you with those leg chains. Like, easy peasy, lemon squeezy, you're dead. Um, so, although there were other weapons that I really enjoyed, like Yoichi's bow and arrow, or Mume's like, little swords in her shoes, 
Morgiana's story attached to her weapon was definitely my favorite. So she wins with like the leg chains. And then she like ends up getting like another household weapon. It's like, like uh, she has like chains on her arms or something like that, I think. But definitely those leg chains. So yeah, I'm not one to to suffer for the culture. And my reason is this, is that there's usually something that that resonates with me in every series I watch, even if I end up not really liking it. Like, I'll use Dragon Ball Z as an example. Like, as a whole, it's fuck that series. But I have a soft spot for Vegeta and his son Trunks. So if they were to do, like, a super cut where it's just scenes with those two, I'm there all day. If you're telling me we're going to marathon Vegeta, you know, centered episodes, I'll watch because I enjoy Vegeta because he has like a full character arc you see him grow and mature and he's not Goku so I don't know if there's anything that I would tell someone like to suffer through because there's too much anime out there like as I keep telling you guys every 13 weeks we get about 30 to 45 brand spanking new anime series there is no reason for you to suffer if you watch like three to four episodes and it doesn't catch you Jay-Z has been telling us truth since like forever do it as far as like my favorite weapon in anime i'm gonna give you a trio i'm going to start off with um nicholas d wolfwood from trigon he if you see him walking around with that heavy cross on his back that is a big ass fucking gun yes and it's fucking amazing (laughs) oh bay with the swaggy shades yes yes because nicholas d wolfwood for those who don't know is a priest he got he got Jesus, but he gully. I like it. Exactly. Exactly. Who still loves the Lord but will fuck you up? Nicholas D. Wolfwood. Amen. Fuck you up in the name of the Lord, you know? <laughs> Holy Ghost, ho. So um that is my first one. Um, and then my second is from my favorite anime, Sailor Moon, and that is Sailor Saturn's Silence Glaive. Big staff with a blade on the end comes down. When that shit comes down. Your world is over. I don't mean like you die. I mean the entire world, like reality as you know it, is done. Everything stops and restarts again later. It's a wrap. And then my last one is actually um, a new one. And I will have to thank Chopin for this. And yes. it would have to be Deanne's Hammer. Ha! Yes! Dyson. Yes! Yo, that's my bitch. That, that's... That, that Deanne is one of my faves. Like oh. she, she really, really is. Like she's so cute, but like so big, but will still fuck you up. And like watching her and Meliodas and Elizabeth like rips my heart out every time because I was like, Meliodas is not gonna pick this big mountain chick, even though he should. Ain't that isn't that a parallel for real life? Okay, giant ladies are really just trying to get love too. Okay, I really I it resonates with you me. know what like, you know what fuck you and your tall lady problems. Uh, I am ta- no. a fucking creep. So he's the worst. I, like Deanne I actually actually better. want better for Deanne. Like she but deserves you know, like, better. But the fact that we want better means nothing. You know, beside the fact that she spent a good portion of a good portion of the series. As far as we, as far as so far as we saw her, like wrapped up in her love for Meliodas to the point where she couldn't even see the fact that King was right there, ready to give her the world. King is like, actually like a real ass. Like he, like he has, he like he's a fucking king, and you're worried about some like you worried about a, a tiny like sexually harassing nigga. Like I want to sit Deanne. He's down all and- of three foot five. Like what? 
I want to do her like in Yanla, just like shake her real good. And just be like, sis, you can do better than this. Okay? Yes, like, not so on my but... watch. <laughs> yeah, so so Deanne's hammer is um my third in my trio of favorite anime weapons. Um, thank you, Stephanie, for the question. We love you much, Lee, and we can't wait to see the gifs on the timeline again. So our last question for this episode comes from James, also known as Cult Chocolate on Twitter. Hey, We've boo. seen him. A- yeah, he's like very active. We love your questions. Like you're hilarious on the timeline. And here it goes. Ladies, my question is a one gotta go and one gotta stay scenario in which one anime and all of their accomplishments, the anime that they influence has to go or stay. Here are the choices. So this is one gotta go. Now, remind, now, mind you, this is getting rid of the anime, all of its influences, all of their sons and daughters are going along with it. So we have One Punch Man, Attack on Titan, Magi, Ooh, you bastard. and Sailor Moon. Ooh, Before we answer, bastard. let me tell you something, James. I don't appreciate this goddamn list. You did this on purpose. <laughs> Where the hell do you get off bastard. asking us these? What the hell? <laughs> All right, so run it. So run it back again. It was One Punch Man, One Punch Man, Attack on Titan, Magi, and Sailor Moon. Woo! One gotta go. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna do it first. I'm not gonna. Not it. Not it. I'll go first. That's fine. So okay, he's like all of the influences. So if he had not said all of the influences, then that would have. I I had one answer, but if I have, if everything goes with it, I feel like Sailor Moon did like the magical girl arc um right like you know shit like um of course it's escaping me now but the madoka magica madoka magica all that kind of magical all those murderous magical girls that shit came from sailor moon right if i'm just gonna be clear okay you are clear if that's the case i'm really sorry tam one punch man has to go because originally i was gonna tell sailor moon to go but i do love murderous pretty girls but if he had left out that part of the question, then Sailor Moon would have been the one to go. And my and that's know. really fucking hurtful. Look, okay. Sometimes people you love end up being hurt in these kind of questions, and I can't make sure that you're all happy. But he made the question. I don't know why you're taking this out on me. Oh no, we, I'm like, oh no, I'm gonna have some words for him too. Don't okay. worry. All right. So yeah, that's that's my response. Given the way that the question was crafted, um, then One Punch Man has to go because I need my magical girls who are fucking shit up. Like, you know, like, Card Captor Sakura and all that kind of shit. Like, that that's like my jam, even though I don't watch yeah. it as much as I should. Yeah. Um, I'm going to have to agree with Chopin. See? I got the right idea sometimes. Sometimes. Uh, so you're, you're, you're also One Punch Man. I love Saitama. Actually, you know what? Scratch that. I love Speed of Sound Sonic and Genos. But if it if I have to choose between them and Usagi and Sailor Uranus, it, One Punch Man has to go. Okay. And I don't even like Sailor Moon as a property, but I care about all the things that came after the fact. Yeah. Oh, I mean, that's fine. I respect it. You see, I'm not like, I'm not tripping. I just, I met my guy for posing this question and making me stressed, but True. okay. Um, <laughs> my choice is going to be Magi. Wow, fuck um, you, sis. Wow. 
Remember, sometimes people get hurt in these types of questions. You can both go to hell. That doesn't make any sense. Like I totally, like I totally didn't curse anybody out. I just want to let the record show. Let Let it show. show. Um, I'm gonna choose Maggie, and it's not that I don't love Maggie, but um, for me, I'm. I agree with the impact that. Sailor Moon ha- has, which is why it's staying. Staying, um, but for me, like emotional wise, like, and I know like people find like One Punch Man like very lighthearted, but like it really <laughs> captivated me in an emotional way, just because of Saitama's disposition. Like, and you just want to catch your sails and chill. We understand. Yes, like he just is the most unbothered person in life. And that is like a life goal of mine because I'm very high strung. And I just wish that I could just be so unbothered to just come home and clip coupons and like maybe be some niggas ass sometimes save the world. Um, also attack on Titan was very like, it was like an adrenaline rush watching it. And so I'm not gonna, I'm not willing to let that go. Maggie. Yes, I loved it. But in terms of like, captivating me in the ways that one punch man and attack on titan have no so maggie's my choice woof Alrighty, one gotta stay this shit was easy as fuck <laughs> one gotta stay um fairy tale dragon ball z akira and sword art online season two <laughs> What? One gotta stay. What? Now remember, we have the what same kind condition. What control shit is this? <laughs> remember, the, it's the same condition that we that we're keeping the anime and their accomplishments as well. So we have to think about what follows behind all of these. So one gotta stay means the others are out. Yep, the the others go. One so has to. So one I heard one Akira, and his sons have to stay. So I heard Akira Sword Art Online two Dragon Ball Z. And fairy tale. And fairy tale. Hmm. You know what? Hmm. It pains me to say this. You're gonna say what I'm gonna say. I can feel it. I don't know, but I, my choice is gonna be. Damn. Fuck. It's really gonna be Dragon Ball Z. I feel like. I was gonna say Dragon Ball Z. Yeah, <laughs> Dragon Ball Z will have to Traitors. stay. Wow. Wow. Wow, guys. But and okay, but it's for the same reasons that you have you kept um, Sailor Moon, Dragon Ball Z influenced so much, like to the point that there are Dragon Ball Z influences in One Punch Man. Yeah, without without DBZ, you don't you, get you One wouldn't Punch Man. you would not have One Punch Man. So for that reason, yes, I'm gonna keep it. And like um, Diva said earlier, there are parts of like. The series as a whole is like fuck this shit, but there are good points to it. Like there were like it wasn't like I watched episodes and like every single episode I was like fuck this shit. But as a whole, yes. But um, there are major major excuse me major historical like influences on other animes because of Dragon Ball Z, and so I will give it that recognition, and I will keep it it oh my chest got real tight saying that that's mm, the devil mm. that is the, <laughs> that is the devil that is the it's, devil my friend it's a witch okay is the witch okay um well since you know you guys chose dragon ball z i'm about to shock the internet and i'm going to keep akira 
Um, only because Akira was like the godfather. It was still trash, but you know what? Sometimes people have to look at something that's garbage to make it into something that's good. So, um, even though, don't get it twisted. I still, it's still fuck Akira, right? It's, it's fuck the entire squad. But I am, I'm glad that somebody decided to see Akira and then one day translate it into some shit that's actually good. Um, for example, Wolf Children had some of like the kind of cinematic kind of shit going on, storytelling, themes, whatever. Um, so yeah, I will keep Akira. Um, basically for the same reasons they gave for Dragon Ball Z, but Akira, Akira's progeny is more in line with the shit that I actually like to watch, so... Yeah, and I and you know what? Um, the reason why it was so easy for me to let Sword Art Online go is because I watched a little show called Dot Hack Sign. So if as long as I still have Dot Hack, eventually Sword Art Online or a Sword Art Online ish type show will appear, so we can get through. We can get rid of that one. For me, it really came down to Dragon Ball Z and Akira. Um, but when I think of DBZ and I look down the line, I see Yu Yu Hakusho, like right. I see Naruto. So I see Bleach. Yeah, all all of those shonen shows that people love throwing at you to prove that you are a true anime fan. Like shonen is the only category of anime that you can watch. But that is another topic for another day. <laughs> so thank you, James, aka Cult Chocolate, for this question. If you have um, any questions for Notice Me Senpai, you can um, tweet them at us. Um, once again, the handle is Outlaw Bars Pod using the hashtag Notice Me Senpai, or you can email them to us. And of course, the email address is outlawbars at fanbros.com. And now, ladies and gentlemen, it is time for Anime News! All right, so first things first. Um, by the time you hear this, if you're listening to this on time, it is Wednesday, March the 29th, and Attack on Titan is still on track to premiere on April 1st, bitches. Don't pull no April Woo. Fool's joke on us, motherfuckers. Listen, if they, listen, I will walk to Tokyo and blow yeah. everything up. Call this a terroristic threat. I don't care. I will do it. Relax. <laughs> god thank god the fcc does not listen to this but we did post on the outlaw bars twitter the second promo trailer for season two of attack on titan and they included the beast titan just like sitting down popping a squat and starting to talk to folks so it is about to be real in this bitch like it looks amazing it is about to be for real for real in this bitch so that's that. Um, if you are a Naruto Shippuden fan, then by now you know that the last episode of Naruto aired on March 24th. Um, as of right now, I have not seen it. I just told you guys I've been watching a lot of Naruto trying to catch up. It has me all in my feelings. Um, if you attempt to spoil it, I can guarantee you that I am not going to cuss you out. I am just going to block you from everything and you will no longer exist. How about that? How about that? Um, but have no fear. Boruto will be starting on April 5th. And Viz will be partnering up with Hulu to simulcast the series starting on that day. Crunchyroll will also be airing it. But I do not have the schedule for that at this time. Um, if you are a Rumiko Takahashi fan. Um, if you were ever into Inuyasha or Ranma One Half. 
Um, all of her manga works have gone digital. So if you wanted to catch up, if you've never read them, her art style is beautiful. It's a bit five faceish, but nonetheless, it's still beautiful. But you can catch it um, online at um, Shogakukan. There you go, Shogakukan. So you have One Pound Gospel, Mermaid Saga, her short story anthologies, Inuyasha. So go check it out. And the last bit of news, which kind of ties into what we were talking about earlier, is that Erased is getting a Netflix live action series. I'm not familiar with Erased, though. So I feel like Tam said it was scary. So that's probably going to be a, a no for me, dog. Okay, but here's the thing. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. The, the, this series, unlike Death Note, will be shot. It's currently shooting in Hokkaido with direction from Ten Shimoyama with the Japanese cast. I'm sure it's going to be great, but I'm still not going to watch it. If if the premise is what I think it is. So, it's it should be out um this winter, winter um 2017, so the end of the year, top of next year. Um but I am more hopeful with this because once again you have a Japanese director with a Japanese cast and filming in Japan. So that is that. Erased is not scary. It's dark, but it's not scary. It's stressful. We, I will we, hold on, hold on, Tan. We told you at the top of the show you were on probation okay. when it comes to recommending stuff. Okay, I'm just you, saying your, your your opinions are suspect. I, I, you have led you have led us astray. Oh my god, you guys are so annoying. Y'all know y'all who watch the race. Y'all know it's not scary. It's a little dark, but not scary. It's good. It's stressful though because I had to take some breaks because I was like this too much for my spirit. <laughs> I was like, my spirit can't take this. But it's a really good show. Um, I'm actually, now that I know that it will be in Japan with Japanese people, as the show is, um, I'm excited because the thing about a race is that it involves children. So I'm excited to see the child actors um, in the show and how like the main character's character will still have to be a child with an adult mind. So I'm really interested in seeing that. Alrighty, and it's now time for my favorite segment of the show, The Capo's Corner. This is where our recommendation, Capo Show Pay, tells us what we should be watching. Hey fam, what's up? Um, so, nobody told me how they felt about the last couple of things that I have recommended. So, if you are watching them, please holler at your girl. Um, and I guess if you're not, oh well. Um, so, new anime that I am watching. This is like the antithesis of what we watched yesterday. It should not get your blood pressure up. Your cortisol level should remain in a healthy, unstressed territory. Um, it really is just like super cute. It's called The Chain Chronicles. Um, I feel like I probably mentioned it in passing to a couple of friends. It is a classic uh, hero's journey kind of anime with plot twists that I have enjoyed thus far. The very first episode starts with what amounts to be like this volunteer army. You have a kingdom that is broken up into a lot of smaller kingdoms. And you find out that there's like some crazy, like evil king, he's called the Black King, who is essentially trying to cover the entire kingdom, all the kingdoms in darkness, in blackness. So the very first like episode, you have this volunteer army that's fighting the black army. And it starts off and you're like, oh, you niggas just got like, you got wiped. You got your asses whooped. And the, the main character, his name is Yuri. He is, you know, 
he, he just wants the best for everyone. He is the kind of hero that you want to root for without being annoying. And what I appreciate is you're watching this. You're like, oh, okay, he's going to be the protagonist. Psych. In episode two, you meet a young, like a young street thief. Uh, it has magic. It has fighting. And something that I told Tam that I really appreciated as far as the fight scenes. The way that the teams are set up. Their attacks are able to be amplified because of um, their camaraderie, basically. So you spend a lot of time with your the other people on your team. So when you fight, you kind of tie your attacks together in a chain. So it amplifies your attacks. You're able to get more done. Just like in real life, when people put their talents together, they're able to accomplish more. Um, and I think it's episode two. Uh, you have one of the characters. He's a knight. And he doesn't trust like this like young street thief who really is, he has a good heart. He's just like a young dummy. Um, and he lets some of his jealousy essentially corrupt him. And he ends up turning into a demon. Guys, anime has lessons. Don't let your jealousy destroy you. Don't let like your hating ass hater attitude turn you into somebody else uh, because it's not really worth it. Um, but yeah, I, there are 12 episodes and I think it's a fairly new anime. When I checked the Wikipedia, it just dropped this year, 2017. Yeah. Chain Chronicles is new. Yeah. So it's, uh, 2017, it's dropped in January. So I'm not going to lie and be like, oh, there's definitely going to be more seasons or whatever, but I am really liking it a lot. Um, even like the, the, the lady characters, there is some fan service, but kind of in the way, like when we watch Seven Deadly Sins, uh, Merlin, the the wizard, all of the ladies who like have their tits out are mages. So I just think that might just be mage uniform that all magic ladies just have their bits out. I don't know what the deal is with that. But not every female character is dressed that way. There are actually several female characters who are dressed more conservatively or more modestly. You can't see, but I'm doing air quotes. Um, but yeah, I like it a lot. It's very fun. It's like chill, but it had like the fight scenes are very good and very well constructed. Uh, so give it a go. It's definitely on Crunchyroll because that's where I've been watching it. And it's it's still fairly new. So, you know, maybe God willing, the Lord will bless us and we'll be able to get more episodes of it. And if not, it's fine. We'll just watch something else. Well, I believe that is it for this episode of Outlaw Bars. As always, if you have questions, comments, concerns um if you need to vent because tam has victimized you oh um, come on up- <laughs> i'm sorry i couldn't resist you can hit us up on twitter um at outlaw bars pod if you have suggestions for outlaw views you know hit us up using the hashtag outlaw views you can always email us at outlawbars at fanbros.com but if you want to have a conversation you can hit me up on twitter at Deadly Diva. And ladies, let the lovely people know where they can find you. Hey guys, you can find me on the internet at Simply Chopay. And I can be found at Bruhabantan. Listen, if you didn't get your complaints off um, when we did our Outlaw Views, I don't want to hear any more concerns about Gantz Zero. Um, if you whine in my mentions at this point, I will block you. So yeah, she will. Thanks. She's mean. I yeah. Am. I don't I we've moved on we'll find some find something else to yell at me about but not that (laughs) alrighty so that is all for this episode and we will catch you next time bye bye